It takes money. Well played, MILF. Does Jeff Probst just float in through the window on a jet ski? If only it was underwater and I could imagine myself a mermaid picking up all this shit, it would have helped a lot. Like, oh yeah, I just stood in some treasure. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Away, Seaboat! Away, Seaboat. Insane Ramblings. Hey everyone, this is Ben, and welcome to Insane Ramblings. I've got a very frustrated episode for you today, and my host Vicky will explain why. <laughs> I thought you were just going to completely leave me out there. I forgot to uh, I forgot to introduce you in my usual spiel, so I thought I'd just uh, segue right into your explanation. <laughs> well, now we know why I'm frustrated. Ben's forgotten I exist. <laughs> But to be fair, I barely remember that I exist, so... <laughs> Usually there's a little gap left for me, but today it was just all about the Ben. One show by yourself and you become a megalomaniac. Yeah, I'm starting to like this whole one show by myself thing, though. Yeah, well, good. You've already completed that, so why ruin it with two shows by yourself? That's true. Well, to if be I've fair... If I've never heard about anything, it's the two-show backlash. <laughs> I knew that rule was created for a reason. <laughs> Um, so did you want to go into why it's a very frustrating episode? Sure, but it's kind of a boring story. Um, it just basically takes 20 minutes of my computer time I try and use it. So <laughs> I'm about to bash in someone's face and I sent Ben like a series of more and more pissed off text messages that basically just... Yeah, progressively more angry. Like, yep, yeah, be there soon. Oh, it might be a little while. Why don't we just fucking stab everyone in the world in the eye? <laughs> And then we did that and everything was fine. Yes, yeah, it helped my computer boot up weirdly. Yeah, Insane Insane Ramblings is a bit of a adventure, not just for us, but uh, for the audience as well, in which they never know what kind of recording setup it's going to be using. It's like, does it sound shitty? <laughs> it's an adventure and then they never know when they're going to get stabbed in the eye. Well, that's all part of it, but I guess that, you know, if we're stabbing everyone in the world, it doesn't necessarily only mean Insane Ramblings listeners. That's true, that's true. Only the listeners get that kind of suspense, but all people who are part of the uh, ocular community <laughs> are involved in our other kinds of... The ocular community, so <laughs> blind people are safe. No, they have eyes. Okay, so there's crow mags that eat eyes from sliders. They're safe, everyone else. Safe. Well, unless they're Insane Ramblings listeners, then they've got the suspense of what's our setup. And suspense is really bad for your heart. I'm trying to remember if crow mags had eyes or they just ate other people's eyes. I got a feeling that they had eyes and, you know, so they wouldn't be safe, but the people's eyes who they've eaten would be safe. Yeah. But then they'd still have their eyes eaten, so, you know, it's not much of a concession. Whoever thought that having your eyes eaten would, in fact, make you safer? <laughs> not Jerry O'Connell in that one episode, that's for sure. No, and that's why they never appeared in another episode. They were afraid of the two-episode backlash. Ah, of course, of course. There was extensive meetings to make them regulars, but they were like, no, no. We know about the backlash. I think uh, they actually do get a whole season at one stage, so I don't know, maybe that throws your theory out of the water. Oh, really? Slide, slide as Birdman, the uncut fourth season. Birdman? Is that what they call? Crow mags. Crow men. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. No, they're not actual crow men. <laughs> oh. I thought you were saying crow men. Crowman. No, that was one of their least successful uh, villains. They only got one episode, that's for sure. I was wondering if they hang, hung out in crow bars. 
But I'm think I think you're writing the uh, plot points for the next Birdemic movie, Ricky. Don't let them steal your ideas. I'm certainly not writing the jokes, that's for sure. <laughs> um, um, yeah, no, we're also like... starving to death hungry. That's why we're frustrated. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that never helps uh, doing a show on an empty stomach just because uh, the microphone setup is... It's it's different from episode to episode at the moment where uh, I've gone back to the old school episode one microphone. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. We're, oh, wow. We're kicking it old school, but instead of taping it to a chair, there happened to be a mic stand in our lounge room, so that's a plus. <laughs> that works. Yeah. You, are you holding one ear and, like, making expressive facial expressions? Yeah, I keep asking for people to turn up my snare. <laughs> Can I have some snare, please? <laughs> yeah. But, no, actually, I really can't even hear myself from my headphones today, so uh, I hope that I'm talking. <laughs> Have you ever had one of those conversations where you can also accidentally hear yourself from the past? Mm, explain. Like, you know when sometimes you're on the phone and you've got a bad connection, and so you hear everything you said about 30 seconds ago? Oh, yeah, like when it's uh, international or something and there's a bit of a delay. It's the worst. It's like this is the least effective use of time travel, annoying me on the telephone. <laughs> Damn you, past Ben. I already said that. Yeah, if, if only we could... Uh... You know, hear ourselves in the future. I was just thinking that. Like, tell me great jokes now, not the ones I already made. Yeah, but uh, I forget where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> See, wouldn't it have been good if you could have seen that in the future and not started that sentence? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, weren't, weren't you telling me about 3D phone calls at one stage? I don't think so. Well, uh, maybe it was like another friend or something. But I remember I got I had... duped by the smell-o-vision joke of 2007. Was that 2007? Good memory. I was thinking about that the other no, day. No, it wasn't. It was 2004, I think. Yeah, it seems like it was a long time ago. We'll get into that in a second. But 3D <laughs> phone calls first. One of my friends who I can't remember used to be like, have you ever had a 3D phone call? What? I'm like, what the hell are you talking aren't about? All yeah. of they, aren't all of them 3D? I'm not Flat Stanley. No, that, that was just the terminology that he used was a 3D phone call. I'm like, okay, let's hear it. And so when you have two phones um i guess you need like oh yeah that was one. me yeah it was you yeah that was years you have... ago though and you have how do you not like remember your own made up 3d terminology <laughs> and all this i don't know it was like that was maybe five years ago i said that but you seem to remember this uh smell vision quite well <laughs> yeah, that's true because someone else said that i, I just i forget uh, okay. the things i made up yeah 3D yeah, you... telephone calls yeah i remember but i don't think i called them that Okay, maybe I came up with that awesome name. What, did, what would you call it? Um, surround sound, I think I said. Have you ever done telephone okay. calls in surround sound? So, yeah, you basically get two You get portable two portable phones and have yeah. one on each ear, and it's like surround sound. You can talk to yourself. It's really like you call your other phone. <laughs> but, no, well, don't you have to call someone else? You can do it either way. You can call your own phone or you can call someone else. But I assume if you call your own phone, you'd get, like, a busy signal. No, no, like, because you have two telephone lines in your house, and so did I at the time. Oh, okay, sure. So you can call your uh, other line and just talk to yourself in surround sound. And have the world's saddest conversation with yourself, but in 3D. Who thinks they're a lame conversationalist? Ben does. That was so funny. 
I just called you a bad conversationalist and then you hung up on me. I'm taking these things very personally. I whoa. <laughs> Angry much? No, more frustrated. Oh, it really is a frustrated episode. Yeah. No, that was that was my fault that time the uh, freaking internet dropped out. Are you just hanging out underneath giant magnets again? I told you not to do that during the podcast. It's hard when your house is built under a giant magnet. <laughs> Why is that? You want to? Are you on the mousetrap board or something? I thought it would be cool. I was trying to build a doomsday device. You know how addictive those things are. They really are, though. <laughs> Were we about to segue into something? I forget. We just finished talking about the 3D phone experience. Okay. I thought you were going to tell me, like, they've invented, like, you can call video call in 3D. No, they're still working on that. That's 2013 stuff right there. Because I was like, that's awesome. I thought that's what you were about to tell me. Well, we can uh, hopefully do a futuristic 3D insane ramblings at some stage. Well, if I say it in 30 seconds from now i'll probably get to hear it back through my headphones <laughs> yeah exactly well oh, no it doesn't look like we're doing it in 30 seconds damn damn maybe yeah if they invent time travel we'll come back to this moment and you know bring that technology with us we might have come back to this moment and disabled your internet which seems annoying and pointless just just to you know keep up continuity <laughs> yeah that's right yeah it's true, if I was a uh, time traveller, I would use 90% of my uh, powers for pranks. To annoy yourself. I had to suffer through it the first time. You know, if I screw up the uh, space-time continuum, who knows what could happen. And, uh, yeah, all those pranks are all part of that rich tapestry. Ah, oh, I see. So not pulling pranks on yourself is like killing your own grandfather. Yeah. Which is also quite a bad prank to pull on yourself. Yeah, exactly. Like if our connection didn't just drop out then... I might never invent time travel in the future. Ah, oh, my mistake. Oh, yeah. This is very Michael J. Fox for me. I wish he'd, I need him to come and explain this to me. I'm sorry, I don't understand. Mr. Miyagi would work too. <laughs> yeah, I heard someone make a good point about Back to the Future 2 the other day. They have to go to the future to save his kids. Yeah. It doesn't really... The whole premise doesn't really make any sense. Because... Like, basically, they're going to the future to stop his kids from being assholes. Mm. But yeah. since it hasn't happened yet, couldn't he just discipline his kids? They just live their lives. <laughs> just teach your kids to be better. Yeah. It's like his daughter goes to jail or something. I'm like, well, you know what's going to happen now. Just stop that from happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I never thought of that. Why don't you just live your life better? <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's still a good excuse to go to the future. I think Doc probably just made it all up. He's like, come on, they've got hoverboards and Jaws 19. Let's just, you know, go to the future. Uh, your kids are dicks. Let's go. All right, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to try a list of reasons. Hoverboards? No? No? Hoverboards? No? <laughs> okay, your, your kids are dicks. Yes, yeah, let's go. <laughs> why, why is that the one that sells them on it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> You'd think most people would be sold at hoverboards and yet... He's he's harder to convince than that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you were going to explain smell-o-vision. I just remember I came to our school athletics day one day really excited because I was like, oh, my God, like, I heard on TV this morning that they invented smell-o-vision. Like, it's going to have, like, all these different, like, odors in your home and they'll mix them, like, according to what's, like, the... What's on TV, basically. 
or send out another impulse to then release odors. Yeah, like a fragrance or something that is connected to your TV. And so I think the example that you said they showed was they were making toast on a cooking show and the guy smelled the TV or like your smell vision box or whatever it was. And he's like, oh my God, it smells like it's uh, you know fresh toast or something. Like this is amazing technology. And so I told Ben about it and we came up with this like theme song for it. Do you remember that? Oh, what? I didn't even remember that bit. That's awesome. <laughs> the theme song for it. Don't you remember? We were like the... No, we were like the number one ambassadors for uh, Smell-O-Vision all of a sudden, just like instantly like, this is going to change our lives and they're going to need promotion. Pretty <laughs> enough that being on national television, we've got to help this amazing technology. No, meanwhile, we were instantly convinced and me hadn't even seen it, but... Uh, just off your enthusiasm, I just am like, yes, this is the best invention ever. It was good to know that I was such a good salesman. I was sold. I was really excited for Smellovision. I was like, start saving your pen. Let's get one of these as soon as it comes out. Yeah, you don't remember the theme song? It was to the tune of Elevation. By uh, you 2 Yes, yeah. No, the lesser known version by Jay-Z. Oh, okay, good to know. Um, <laughs> can I guess that it went Smellovision? It did, yes. I can't believe you don't remember this. <laughs> it's it's coming back to me. It was one of our stupidest conversations, but I enjoyed it. It was like, smell a vision, your TV, it's gonna have smells. At the moment, it's got vision, but there's smell a vision. Did you just make 99% of that up on the spot just then? No, no, that's really all how it went. That's how it went. Is that like one of those things that sometimes you uh, remember stuff and you're like... You know, I know the whole first 10 levels of every video game I played as a kid. I could know so much useful information with that brain capacity. It's like, I know the, I, I know the Smell-O-Vision theme song I came up with in year nine. Why don't I know math with that? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd taught myself sign cousin tan rules to that same tune. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If they'd only taught us trigonometry to YouTube, we might actually have learned something. Like, when am I ever going to need this? Like, sing us Kelly Clarkson's Miss Independent or we'll shoot you in the head. Like, oh, well, thank God. But that's not even something, like, the smell vision theme song isn't even something that's going to come back on, you know, if you went to Who Wants to Be a Millionaire or something, the million-dollar question. Isn't going to be what was your year nine theme song of smell vision Yeah, if, if it did, if that was, like, the twist ending to Slumdog Millionaire, bravo. Oh, my God, this is very Slumdog Millionaire conversation. <laughs> It's just like every question just happens to have come up on insane ramblings at some stage. Oh my gosh, we should have like, who wants to be an insano? And just uh, have trivia about like, what's for $1,000, what kind of underground bunker would you <laughs> use as an acronym for protection? Bing bong shub. I didn't even remember what the hell the shub was. You didn't remember what the shub was? I know it was some kind of underground bunker that stood for something. That's that's about all. That's all I understand. Yeah. Uh, that's all I remember as well. I can't remember anything else about it. It certainly didn't have a theme song. That I would have remembered. What kind of access of evil is plotting our demise in the animal kingdom? Yak. For, it's the Yaxis. The most evil of all the Yaxis. Out of all of the insane ramblings uh, in colours that we say we do and then never actually do, I think the... Who wants to be a millionaire insane ramblings could actually be amazing. <laughs> okay, let's do one. <laughs> we'll have to come up with another Unbroken Promises song for it. <laughs> I regret that song so much. You do regret it? 
Yeah, I Why? watched the video the other day. I was like, what was I thinking? I, I, I never show anyone this. That is the kind of shit that I've got stuck in my brain for life. I woke up the other day, I'm like, Benjamin Moore, there's so many things. I'm like, it's a song about me, and like, I know all the lyrics, so if I would ever sing it, it just sounds so vain. <laughs> you remember all the lyrics? Well, I had to edit it, so watching, you know, the editing of that stuff, you watch them like 50 times, you know? Yeah, but I wrote it and performed it maybe 10 times, and I can't remember it. Well, like, you, you don't understand, I spent like this whole day when I was at home sick, and so I had like this, you know, massive fever going on. And so I was just in some kind of weird fever dream of insane ramblings of you hate your dog. Yes, you hate your dog. And I'm like, I woke up the other day and I was like in the shower and that pops into my brain. And I'm like, this is never, ever going to be useful. <laughs> <laughs> but guess what? Your dog loves you. Is that how it went? It sure is. You know it's true. Well, that's good. My song is a hit with over one listener. Well, the other thing is it's like nine minutes long. It's a really long song. Just keeps going. It's catchy as hell. <laughs> it's not catchy at all. Are you kidding? It's the least catchiest song ever written. There's no repetition. Except in the part about repetition. But like the tune is all repetition. So it's like... Yes. You get that... You just get that stuck in your head or... That's the ringtone version. Nice going polyphonic. Thank you. I was thinking the other day, like, remember the days when to get a ringtone, you have to type in just the random numbers from the Nokia website and stuff? That was so much fun. I used to make up my own ones. Do you remember the one Renee got of Lose Yourself by Eminem? <laughs> I assume it sounded nothing like Eminem. It was... I'd fit for item, basically. It's not the most recognisable backing track, I guess. <laughs> no. <laughs> I really enjoyed it, though. It was such a feeling of accomplishment when you got, like, the opening to the doors, come on, baby, light my fire or something. That's not easy. <laughs> the other thing is, like, you get halfway through it and you realise you messed up one note, like, at the very start. Have to somehow go back and delete everything and start again. <laughs> Me and Leah in Year 9 made the uh, Hare Krishnas... Um, Chant or whatever it's Yeah, called. chant is our ringtones. <laughs> that's, that's repetition. Yeah. That was like all of our friends' ringtones. You think that uh, you're trying to recruit from uh, text tones? Yeah, I know. We were hopefully like someone would walk past in here and be like, this is genius. <laughs> we need these women. Yeah, you just get a conga line started wherever you get a phone call. Oh, well, of course. That's a part of the attraction. But uh, I'm just so glad that we're past the days of having to do that and having to have those annoying commercials to text you for, you know, each ringtone. Well, we still have those. Now it's just for songs instead. Like, want to make this song your ringtone? But we, like, not so much because we can just put any song that we want on there on the computer, you know, like, especially if you've got a smartphone, you can basically just grab any MP3 and turn it into a ringtone. Yeah, true. Well, I'm pretty sure David Guetta is still using the Nokia 3310 to make his songs. <laughs> but uh, the, other, the annoying thing is, 
like when people put a whole song as their message tone and oh, like it no. has to has to play the whole song or like someone's just changed their ringtone and so they kind of want to let it ring to get to the good part or something <laughs> and just like answer the goddamn phone. See, mine's a song with a slow warm-up at the moment. So I quite often don't hear it till it's quite far into the song. Yeah, see, that's the problem. You need to start with like the good bit. Yeah, I know. I mean, if you've got the hokey pokey on there, you're not going to get to the good bit for quite some time. Just out of curiosity, which is the highlight of the uh, hokey pokey for you? I suppose when you get to that's what it's all about. Oh, okay. I was thinking right leg in. <laughs> oh, seriously? I was thinking maybe whole self in. That's probably that's probably the uh, the chorus, I guess. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Here's, here's a question for you. Oh, good. I was worried it was going to be a statement. Here's a question in statement form. Oh, how? I can't answer what you're going to say at the end. Discuss. <laughs> no, just, again, upwards inflection at the end. Oh, I see. Yeah. You're Australian. Everything you say sounds like that. <laughs> I've, I've noticed when I've been in relationships and with people in relationships, this is like mm. several couples in the last couple of weeks have told me how they have to go to a family gathering or something of their partners. Mm. Mm. So it's basically an event that both members of the couple uh, don't want to go to. Yeah, that's why you go together. You present a united, a united front against a crappy event. Like, at least we'll have each other to talk to. But you're also dragging your partner into a shitty event. Yeah, but... It makes it halves the shittiness for you, but you also have to put that half of shittiness somewhere. See, like, Ben, shittiness is like, what is it, the fourth law of energy uh, conservation? I can't remember, but... If only you didn't know the smell vision theme song, then you'd know the energy conservation laws. Yeah, which one it was, right? Yeah. Um, oh, we never told the end of the smell vision story. Oh, didn't we? What's the end? Oh, the, yeah, yeah, no. the kind of key element. <laughs> Like the whole point of that story. That's why you. Uh, that's what happens when you get disconnected. So anyway, at the end of this television story is, I was on the bus home. Yeah, all these people are like, "Holy shit! Why have television not caught on yet?" Yeah, like everyone was really excited from what I remember. I can't remember anyone expressing any doubts about it. No, I mean all my uh, listeners that uh, have ho- lasted this long through the story. <laughs> Yeah, everyone was super excited because I was selling it like it was going out of fashion. I was like, this is going to be amazing. Like, And then I got on the bus and I texted Ben and I was like, oh shit, dude, it's April 1st. I think, I think maybe even I texted you and I was like, it's April 1st. And you're like, I know, just texted back or something. <laughs> like we both realized about the same time. Yeah, and it was like we after like, this oh, full day of celebrating that you know we can't wait for smell of vision and then uh, yeah, because like I don't know, I I think maybe I would have caught on if I saw it on TV, but because you just sold it so well that <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's got to be real. It looked really real. I didn't really think about the fact that it was April first. No, well, you don't until you're wondering. Wait a minute, smell of vision is ridiculous. Yeah, I started, like, I was buying my own hype. I was Vince from Shamwell. I believed that this could save the world. <laughs> Good Vince call. Thank you. Anyway, back to what I was saying. The shittiness, shittiness in the world, right? It's like energy conservation. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be the same amount of shittiness in a shitty event. Okay. So you can't get rid of half the shit, but you can transfer it to another being. You can spread it around. So it has. it's just about whether your partner is willing to take half of the shittiness that will be emitted to you to mean that you don't have to take as much shittiness. See, I am of the mindset that I'd prefer to have one 
act of shittiness that only I have to suffer through. Like, I don't want to put my partner through a shitty family event and I don't want to have to suffer through theirs. So, like, if I don't, you know, I would prefer to come to some mutual agreement where we don't have to go to each other's and because that's like therefore doubling the time spent yeah, at this. Yeah, but also it's kind of hard to get away with that because mostly if you have a boyfriend, people will expect them to come to the events. Like it's kind of weird if you show up to a family event without your boyfriend. But do you think like maybe if the world can come to this agreement that it's just like, where's your boyfriend? Oh, this is boring. He didn't want to come. Would that uh, ever... Look, I'll, I'll bring it up at the next UN, but I don't think we're going to solve world peace by telling people their family events are boring. <laughs> I'm not trying to solve, save world peace. I'm trying to save people some awkward family conversations. Well, that's a very awkward conversation. Where's your boyfriend? This is boring, so I told him he wouldn't want to come. But if like, everyone can be like, oh, yeah, of course, that's why he's not here, because this is shit, then there's no need to ask. Well, then no one needs to come because everyone can just agree it's shit and not have it. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's world peace right there. I do like the idea that the UN would deal with these things. It's like, well... Get involved, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, well, we've got a few wars to focus on, but... uh... So we finished discussing, you know, India and Pakistan's nuclear programs. (laughs) Why don't we just shelve that for a moment? Yeah, what's next on the agenda? Clearly, you guys have got some issues to work out on your own. Over here, Ben does not want to go to family events. <laughs> Livia, do you have anyone without a family that he could maybe date? <laughs> I don't know. I just also find that it's weird if your boyfriend doesn't come. And second, at least you've got someone not shitty to talk to. I need to be really busy or something, so I've got good excuses to get out of these things. Yeah, but you still can't do that forever. Like, it's just... It's too weird to continuously show up to family events without your partner. It's weird. Why don't you just pretend that you don't have a partner? Like, you're both single for those events. Oh, then you might hook up with a hot cousin. (laughs) See, it's (laughs) win-win. So you're allowed to hook up with hot cousins at family events. Oh, that's creepy. I can't believe I even said that. I forgot to mention that all my family events take place in Shelbyville. (laughs) Yeah, it's a bit like that. I'm getting shivers from just saying that. Okay, well, I didn't didn't expect you to be on my side, but if there's any uh, people without families out there that want to date a podcast host, give us an email. Yeah, Yeah, I'm definitely not on your side with that one. I think the shittiness is best... A shittiness halved is a shittiness halved. (laughs) But But it's the shittiness doubled later on again. You think it's shittiness doubled? No, I think it's shittiness shared. Yeah, I get, I get the... Uh... If there's a shit sandwich mm-hmm. and you eat half of it, yeah, that means you have to eat less of the shit sandwich. But then there's also a second shit sandwich that down the line you will have to eat. Oh, I see. Mm. Yeah, but I, but I would argue it's even like more sandwich because it's just like you're sharing this first sandwich with someone, but you've still got another sandwich down the line. I don't really hate my... Like, my partner's family events usually aren't as bad as your own. See, I find them excruciating in both scenarios. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah, okay. I don't know. Like, I, I feel when it's your partners, either they don't want to have any interactions with you because they're like, oh, yeah, he won't be around for very long or... Ooh, that hurts. Or they're just like, 
you know, whatever, I'm here to see. Well, if we know, you know, girl X, then <laughs> Ben's not going to be here next year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, That's not what you want to hear, is it? I feel like the first few family get-togethers are either like that or, like, everyone doesn't really want to be there and they're all kind of just making small talk. And then at least, like, if it's your family get-together, chances are maybe you've got, you know, a brother or sister there to help you through it as well. Yeah. So there's probably at least someone that can take that, you know, heat off you instead of your, your boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah, that's true. No, that is true. I get along quite well with one, one of my brothers who usually, um, I don't know, takes some of the shit out of the sandwich. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe... The problem here is that family events aren't just fun enough. We need to have all our reunions at Wet n Wild. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, but then there's so much time in the line to talk. You need a faster-moving theme park, Wet n Wild Express Edition. I know. I feel that the small talk could be more palatable if at the end you've got a slippery slide. <laughs> Usually, it's just a slippery slide of awkward, offensive comments <laughs> <laughs> yeah well at least that's a good way to get away from your racist uncle then yeah that's true it's just like oh i couldn't hear you the water sliders or at least you could like go down the slide and yell like you're racist <laughs> <laughs> and it's also a conversation starter is you know it's like oh what rides are you gonna go on today instead of you know <laughs> how's work that you know that old yep. stuff same old <laughs> still there all right so if uh anyone has a family who owns a theme park then maybe that's another option for me uh, for potential partners well that's pretty much a similar thought patterns to what i've had because i've always said i can't date someone who's also afraid of spiders why because then you'll have no one to uh, rescue you well pretty much we just have to move house once a month or something <laughs> just like when one spider shows up it's their territory yeah it's like well this is the spider's house now <laughs> they've found us We've got no um, no way to argue with that. <laughs> We're just going to have to take the action that is obviously fairest everybody and move out. Unless they're also property developers, we're pretty much fucked. <laughs> or maybe you can move next to someone who's like a, a exterminator of some kind. Yeah, okay. If the neighbours are... All, yeah, I don't know. If we could just switch houses with those exterminators every time a spider showed up. I don't know. You could just you know get a few favours. Like maybe... You can just swap skills, like... What are we going to do for them? Be afraid yeah, of spiders thinking, for their amusement? What, what can you <laughs> offer? Maybe? Maybe if they're into that kind of thing, they can film it for YouTube? <laughs> Maybe. I was just thinking, go to, like, swingers parties with exterminators. <laughs> that would require both you and the exterminator neighbour to be a swinger. That's... And their partners, and my partner. Yeah, so I think chances are you're more likely to find just the uh, exterminator like you got a checklist like all right this house is perfect it's in our price range it's in a good location we live next to an exterminator amazingly there's one spider <laughs> here that it can get rid of are you a swinger what no like damn so close ah <laughs> oh, someone called the real estate agent <laughs> yeah well uh, maybe that's uh how all these Craigslist ads seem to come about. It's always the, uh, you know, very specific situation. Yeah, this is too crazy to say to people in real life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not interested in filming my spider reactions for YouTube, are you? No, okay. I see I'm not needed here. <laughs> Sorry, honey. Let's try another neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in Shelbyville. People keep uh, 
trying to buy me coffee. Really? And by trying, I mean buying me coffee. What? Why? Which people? Like, just people on the street? Yeah, I I'm, I'm just look like... I should really stop wearing my Java Man t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Or, like, you need to start resting a bit more or something. Like. Yeah, no, I uh, definitely need to be more wide awake. Maybe that's what they're catching on to. Yeah. <laughs> How can I get onto this gravy train? What am I doing wrong? Well, maybe I need you back here so you can... Uh, Come with me to events where people keep buying me coffee that I don't want. What, foist off co coffee, caffeine? Yeah, pedals? pretty much. What is like, caffeine become illegal in Australia since I left? It's all speakeasies and downstairs coffee shops and yeah, clandestine bean meetings. <laughs> I went to a clandestine bean meeting once. It was not what I expected. Really? It was just Mr. Bean reruns? Sure, let's go with that. I have a real... Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. I have a hatred for Mr. Bean, like a really strong one. You never liked it or just uh, in the last couple of years it's evolved? No, well, it's not that I never liked it. It's just that in primary school, every excursion we went on, we would watch Mr. Bean all the way there and all the way back. So I've seen every Mr. Bean episode like 30 times. It just makes me want to stab someone in the eye. Like, oh, I wonder where, how he's going to dry that lettuce. Like... Oh, I wonder where he's going to park his car. I don't even remember an episode where he dries lettuce. Is that an actual thing or are you... Yeah, yeah, he puts in his sock and dries it. I could I could probably start a podcast where I just describe every Mr. Bean episode from memory. You just recap it begrudgingly. Yeah, from memory. Like, I wouldn't even need to Wikipedia it. Again, you could know math with that. Yeah, seriously. Really, really makes me angry. I hate Mr. Bean. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. Like, as a kid kind of funny as a teenager and so on just infuriating yeah like uh, like my I think I've told this story before that my sister-in-law can't watch Faulty Towers I don't remember it oh uh, really she like she feels really bad and like frustrated for him she's like why were any of these people help him like he's under <laughs> so much stress and he's got a hotel full of useless stuff that's kind of how I felt watching that uh, movie Anger Management I haven't seen it. Oh, uh, it's like uh, he, he, they're teaching him how to, you know, be less angry. But the whole thing of the movie is that he isn't angry. And it's just like, it's just the most frustrating. It's like the most infuriating experience watching it. Because even when there's kind of the explanation at the end of what everything is going on, like the whole time you're like... He's not angry! <laughs> yeah. Why are they treating him like he's going off the rails when he's just sitting there being polite. Yeah. And it What's makes you feel like seen it. he must feel. Don't yeah. see it. It's not very good. Oh, good. Well, ruin another... the end, then I won't. Well, I can't, I can't really remember. I think it's like everyone... I guess basically the theory is that everyone in the movie that he meets is an actor that's in on this major plan that he's supposed to somehow get less angry by everyone acting angry around him. I hate movies and shows like that. Movies and shows where the entertainment is that the character is inept is just frustrating. Like, Yeah, it's ridiculous. Don't worry. <laughs> what? Like, oh, Bridesmaids. You don't like Bridesmaids? No, I sat there the whole time like, why are you doing this? Like, really, what are you doing? That's been an interesting one. Like, I think... All the guys that I've talked to really like Bridesmaids and all the girls really hated it. Because I quite liked The Hangover. I found that really funny because the humour wasn't from the fact that they were, like, completely inept. Yeah, okay. So it's not, like, that type of humour I don't like. It's just, like, she really brought all of those problems on herself. She was just being an idiot. 
Yeah, I know what you mean. My sister says the same thing about things like Meet the Fockers and Meet the Parents and all those ones where it's just like everything just keeps going wrong and like especially if it's their fault. If it's their fault, if it just goes wrong, then that can be amusing. But if it's their fault, you're like, just stop. Like, yeah, just, just quit now. Why, why are you still here? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, and you just think no normal person would behave like this. This is just ridiculous. Yeah, I know what you mean. That's, uh, that's always annoying. Well, uh, I guess you won't be watching the anger management TV series that's coming soon. No, I certainly won't be. <laughs> Somehow, I was talking about people buying me coffee. Oh, yes. Anyway, bean meetings, go on. Yeah, I was at a clandestine bean meeting. <laughs> That's certainly where you won't find me. Good to know. Um, it's gotten to the point where, like, this is, you know, more than one person. It's just, I guess, they're getting a coffee and it's polite to get everyone else coffee. Maybe there's someone out there having a podcast like, fuck, every time I get a coffee, I have to buy this stupid dick banner coffee because he's always standing around when people are getting coffee. Can't he see my I want coffee face and just... Head for the hills. It would really help me out if that was the case. But they seek you out? So, just say I'm not there yet. They're like, oh yeah, Ben's coming, I'm getting a coffee, I'll get him a coffee. And That's nice. It is nice, I, I appreciate the thought. But then, the first time it happened, I'm like, oh okay, I'll just, you know, drink a little bit of it, or you know, pretend to drink it because I'm not a huge coffee fan. So you don't drink coffee. Oh, I love coffee. That's why I'm not seeing the problem. Well, that's what I'm saying. I need you here to, you know, hoist this elf on. Take the heat. <laughs> yeah. And the milk and the caffeine. Yum. Then I guess I did too good a job of tricking people into thinking that I don't hate coffee. So now it's like, oh, here comes Ben, the coffee guy. Like, watch out, hide your beans. Yeah, I, I feel like any minute now I could become known as coffee guy and don't even like coffee. Yeah, oh my gosh. People would be like asking me for my favourite blends and I'll have to make up some bullshit because <laughs> I don't drink coffee. <laughs> but it's also gone on too long to be like, you know, all those times that you bought me coffee. I've hated it. Thanks for ruining my life. Yeah, yeah you've, you've wasted your money and effort on both of us maybe something should have suddenly go wrong with your health a you get a sick day out of it like mm -hmm. b like oh you know the doctor told me i should really lay off the caffeine and the heated milk and also the sugar and anything that's prepared using a machine by a barista so you know count me out on the hot chocolates <laughs> yeah that, that's true i don't i don't mind hot chocolates so uh oh count me in on, well yeah. delete the thing but they count me in on the hot chocolates though yeah, so if I could somehow substitute my order, that'd be good. No, I'm just allergic to beans all of a sudden. They barred me from the bean meeting. Yeah, it's quite embarrassing, really. I have to find another drink-based group to hang out with, and uh, Alcoholics Anonymous was already full. Yeah, it's like, well, I don't want to throw out the whole idea of the heated milk entirely. Let's not go crazy here. Yeah, if someone, if someone was buying me hot chocolates at, you know, without my... Consent? Uh, request. Yeah, my consent. You may buy me a coffee. <laughs> anyway, so buying you a hot chocolate would be okay. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be quite pleased. But uh, buying me a coffee, I'm less impressed. Who is it? People at the office or...? No, I'm so glad it's not people at the office just because, like, if that, you know, kept going, that would be even harder to get out of, I think. Well, because that's daily as well, and that's your work. Yeah, exactly. And no, this it's been just a few different people. Just all of a sudden, everyone thinks I drink coffee, and I'm like, <laughs> well, first of all, I assumed that, you know, most of my friends would know I don't, but I guess they either forget or now that I've just kept this up for so long, everyone thinks I love coffee. <laughs> 
<laughs> I've actually been to the website like getbencoffee.com. Yeah, there's... The premise is like we never see Ben with a coffee of his own, so maybe he's like coffee getting is the problem, not his preferences because he seems to enjoy it when we get him one. Yeah, you always see me with a coffee, but you never see me buying one. Yeah, why is that? <laughs> so everyone's just treating me. Another mystery solved. Yeah, I guess I guess the message at the end of this podcast is uh, thanks. Don't give me crap, you jerks. I, I was going to say thanks, but no thanks. But yours is just as eloquently put. <laughs> well, feel free to buy me as many free coffees as you want. I love coffee. All right, well, I'll ship all of mine to Japan. Thanks. Sweet. Awesome. Ranger Vicky. I'm just going to read out the uh, the tags and you can guess what this story out <laughs> all right admittedly those beer bottles are kind of hot at least they died happy australia beetles better than getting stepped on bottles bugs burning ha 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 humping oh my god this is like the hottest lady beetle i've ever seen and she's totally into me sexual deviant and son wow i'm pretty sure it's about some uh, sexual deviant hot ladybugs that are totally into me really because i thought it was about people dying on the sun whilst humping a burning giant foot that's going to step on us. Okay, so apparently there's an epidemic happening in Australia. It's true. Have you heard? I was part of it. And listening to Insane Ramblings is popping up all over the country. Well, let's not go crazy here. <laughs> A bunch of Australian jewel beetles are humping themselves to death on brown beer bottles. <laughs> That's uh, obviously never the way I thought I'd go out, but I always <laughs> secretly hoped. Well, I mean... There's no reason why you can't, Ben. And then you could probably come back as this thing. That's probably the punishment. In reincarnation, I can come back as the beer bottle or the bug? I don't know, Ben. What's your preference? Yeah, it's a tough choice. <laughs> it's a case of mistaken attraction because the beer bottles happen to possess all of the features that drive male Australian jewel beetles wild. Although I have found that most Australian men are going wild over beer bottles as well. It's a pretty widely spread phenomenon. This does pretty much sound like an Australian woman. They're big and orangey-brown in colour with a slightly dimpled surface near the bottom. <laughs> Does that not sound like every girlfriend you've ever had? It depends what you mean by slightly dimpled. <laughs> oh, so we were calling your exes Dimple McGee for no reason. I didn't say no reason. <laughs> by the way, we never did that if you're listening. Yeah, especially you, Dimple McGee. We never said that about you. <laughs> no. Your parents named you that long before we met you. <laughs> yeah, unfortunate. As a result, the beer bottles are irresistible to the male insect, which will die trying to mate with them in the hot Australian sun. Well, are they thinking this is the hottest female beetle ever yeah or just like a giant one that can carry loads of its babies i guess yeah and they're just not gonna give up <laughs> i know like this doesn't seem to be working like this really doesn't seem to be working no you think you get halfway through and you know if she's not reciprocating there's probably a reason for that yeah it could be because this beetle is in fact a beer bottle and i should give up yeah but uh no i, I admire their commitment yeah, right i mean what can you say about that except for like if you're gonna do that to death then you're an idiot, actually. <laughs> That's pretty much all you can say about that. <laughs> There's going to be a drought on beetles as well, just because none of the females have been impregnated. It's all just beer bottles. I don't know much about the jewel beetles, so let's see how that affects the Australian ecosystem. You mean you don't know the, the reproduction system of an Australian jewel beetle? No, unfortunately, I learned the lyrics to Gypsies, Tramps and Thieves instead. 
to hear from the people of the town. Actually, that was a pretty good choice. That was that was probably more useful. Yeah, well, if we really do go into that, sure. Um... Who wants to be a millionaire? No, sure. We're going to do a cover band, I thought. Oh, okay. My short blonde hair is perfect for Sunny, and I thought you could sort of grow yours out a little and put on a dress. I don't know. It's just a thought. I was hoping more to play uh, Chaz Bono. <laughs> well, I don't see why it can't be Jazz. Have you heard the Jazz Yarn Cat? No, no, no. I've heard several versions of Yarn Cat. But no, I meant, um, is that the premiere Yarn Cat? No, 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 not the original Yarn Cat. It's like, you have to look for it on YouTube. It's like Jazz Yarn Cat. I feel like I'm in a classy meme bar. Like I'd be hanging out with the troll face. Like me and him are just relaxing over a martini. I'll see if I can uh, track something down. Yeah, that's it. Ah, yes, I do know this one. I think we just have it as a bed for the rest of the episode. <laughs> I don't see why not. <laughs> It'll never get old. We should have had it for the very professional episode. It would have been 100% more classy. You see the uh, Burger King pizza-sized burger? I only saw it when you posted it on my wall. I don't live near a Burger King or work near one or ever see one. I don't know where they are. Okay. Maybe it's, uh, like in Australia, they're called Hungry Jacks here. Maybe uh, maybe it's, you know, just a completely different restaurant that you've been going to regularly and you weren't familiar <laughs> with it. Peckish Yoshi or something? <laughs> yes. Now, that's a trademark if we haven't already uh, got something called Peckish Yoshi. <laughs> Well, serving sizes are smaller in Japan, so you can't send hungry people there. So you're saying like a pizza-sized burger might just be a regular American burger size? Probably, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I haven't seen one. Like I live in Harajuku, and I go through Shibuya, but I never see a, a Burger King. I don't know where they are. Oh yeah, right. We've got a McDonald's. Is there any weird, like Japanese McDonald's stuff going on? Because I know, like, I went to Hong Kong and they had mango pudding and stuff like that on the menu, which I thought was kind of cool. No, there's not really weird stuff. We sometimes get, like, novelty burgers, I guess, like, limited edition ones, but I, I don't know them off the top of my head because I don't really eat at McDonald's. I just walk past it. Yeah. the uh, I think it's, like, the 40th anniversary or something of McDonald's in Australia going on at the moment, so they brought back a whole bunch of the old stuff. So uh, shaker fries, they're, they're making a comeback. Pretty much the highlight of McDonald's' limited-time options. Oh, yum. Yeah, just to fill anyone in who's not familiar with the uh, pizza-sized burger, it's basically apparently a 9.5-inch pizza burger. And it was briefly sold in New York City last year, and now it's uh, available in Japan in two styles, which one is Tex-Mex, <laughs> fresh avocado, and the other's nacho cheese. With off avocado. <laughs> they don't advertise that bit. No, <laughs> didn't cut test so well with audiences. Apparently it's Christmas themed. <laughs> How so? I don't know. They're just, in the photo that I, I'll put up in the uh, gallery, they've just put... Wearing a red nose or something? No, that, that's not Christmas, I guess, unless you're yeah, drunk. Yeah, Rudolph. Uh, I was thinking uh, Red Nose Day. <laughs> no, I'm not getting confused between Christmas and Red Nose Day. It is one of the easier mistakes to make, but no, not as yet. On a marketing approach... Rudolph would be the key ambassador for Red Nose Day. Good crossover too, wouldn't he? Like, well, you, you love him during Christmas. Why not show him how you feel during Red Nose Day? Yeah, it's true. He doesn't get around for the rest of the year. He's got 11 months no. off. I'm sure he could uh, fill in some time. You could probably get him on the cheap if it's quite far from Christmas. But yeah, basically the photo that I'm looking at 
has the burger surrounded by, you know, all the drinks and chips. And to make it Christmas themed, they've put some uh, some of those sprayed pine cones, you know, with the gold spray paint on them. Naturally, if that doesn't say Christmas to you, you're obviously dead in the heart. And some uh, holly leaves and berries. Someone gave me the eggnog Starbucks coffee. It was delicious. Don't get it for Ben, though. Yeah. <laughs> Is it basically just eggnog? I don't know how it was made, but it's delicious. It's one of those things that's probably better off not discussed how it's made. No, I don't want to ruin it for everybody. Like, they cut off elves' feet and grind them into this coffee. Only explanation I can come up with. <laughs> it tastes like dying. <laughs> Only the elves say that. To me, it tastes like Christmas. <laughs> I assume they don't keep the elves alive. That would just be torture. <laughs> Maybe elves can regrow their feet. I don't like to assume... We have to get some elves on the podcast to uh, ask these key questions. <laughs> Elf podcast relations are not good, I don't think, currently. But we can be the people to cross that chasm. Just say we have an elf on the podcast and miraculously we're able to do it. Mm. And then the first question out of our mouths is, <laughs> if you cut off your feet, does it grow back? And then the second question is, do your feet taste like cinnamon and go well with eggnog? <laughs> I don't know why. The, but I guess uh, for our third question, we can ask, how can we get out of crappy Christmas events? Oh, not going to help. Re- <laughs> not going to help relations either. Well, maybe if the uh, Christmas events are at the North Pole with the elves, it could be uh, better than the usual meet and greet. This is also true. This is very true. Maybe we should try and get more of our family Christmases there, and then we can ask the cre- questions while we're, you know, kill two birds with one stone. And you got easy access to all the best Christmas gifts. Get them straight from the oven. From the oven? Mm, toys are cooked. Okay, good to know. I was just thinking if uh, maybe all your your gifts are food related. Nope. That's just how toys are made. God. <laughs> City kids are so stupid. When oven fried PlayStation 3, please. <laughs> really? I would have gone for baked. <clears throat> it's healthier. The honey baked ham uh, PS3 is also good. Yes, that's my favourite. When you get the red ring, you can just om-nom on it while you're waiting for customer service. <laughs> so close, that's the Xbox joke. Ugh, one day I'll learn. Mm, shall we go for a bit of Craig segment? Yeah. I tried to find something different, because I think we kind of have hammered home the uh, thought that oh, everyone on Craigslist is a perv. I think we realised that by now. But uh, Pope hats. Someone's looking for offloading a lot of Pope hats. <laughs> Is it the Pope? <laughs> you never know. You never know. I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but they sound like inferior Pope hats, so probably not. So selling them to the Pope is not also not an option. Several episodes ago, we had the guy that got drunk and bought a whole bunch of ladybugs off Amazon. Yes. So uh, maybe if your ladybug needs an enclosure, you can team up with that guy and buy a ladybug and a Pope hat, and it can live in the Pope hat. Okay. Pope hats, more than one use. <laughs> Because of this terrible economy, I'm having to shut down my business. I have over 1,300 Pope hats, in brackets replicas, that I really need to get rid of. The Pope hats came from China and are a little too small for most adult heads and are also irritating to the skin, so you'd need to have long hair or wear a smaller hat underneath, in brackets, just like the real Pope hat. (laughs) Which, I don't know how many... uh, how much experience he has with the actual Pope, but he seems to know his stuff. This is sounding more and more like the Pope. (laughs) (laughs) Dogs do not like to wear these Pope hats 
but maybe a large cat or maybe a nice dog would wear the one, which it, it does imply <laughs> that maybe the dog that he tried it on was just like one... He's a jerk. Yeah, one douchebag dog that uh, was a bad test audience. So uh, if you have a Pope hat fetish that you want some small, inferior, itchy Pope hats, then uh, feel free to contact this guy. <laughs> or if you want to play a Pope-related prank... And uh, who wouldn't, really? I think the Pope struck me down for making these jokes. I can't talk. Uh, you're dying is uh, being all sacrilegious in the last minute and is killing you off before the podcast ends. Coincidence? I think almost definitely. I think, uh, you know, if you're willing to make a Pope hat prank, maybe time-travelling future Ben and Vicky could be the ones to buy these hats. Yeah, well, it's going to have to be if I'm not going to make it for the next five minutes. <laughs> well, uh... I guess that's it for episode 34. I'm uh, happy to be finally rounding this show out now that, you know, we've had some struggles putting this together. So fingers crossed that it all actually recorded. Yeah, true. And, Otherwise uh, you might just have my half of the audio because I'm recording it separately here in Japan. Yeah, or just just my half, which, you know, maybe we should just put those up separately and people can... Uh, can vote? Yeah, they can enjoy the show as they choose with only, you know, one of our voices. Well, mine has amusing change and pitch. <laughs> and they can uh, they can just fill in the blanks. It's like they're hosting their own show. Oh, DIY podcast. You can have half of your half of our audio and fill in the blanks. That's awesome. Yes. It's like those children's books. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, basically one of us gives you a good setup and then pauses for 10 seconds and then laughs at whatever you filled in the blank. <laughs> It's good. You could pretty, we could pretty much just sell a laugh track to laugh at everything you say. I was thinking the other day, just before we uh, sign off, how good it would be if shows like Two and a Half Men that were sitcoms that aren't very funny, because there's a lot of them, would, uh, have, would have the actual audience reactions instead of like this overly exaggerated laugh track. Yeah. And so, like, uh, the... The one that came to mind, like, this new show Whitney just started where she's basically a comedian and I like her as a comedian, but the show is just very safe and stereotypical American sitcom-y. And so the first joke of the first episode, you're like, all right, this is the one that we want to get everyone's attention with. She's uh, getting ready for a wedding and the husband's like, come on, Whitney, we're going to be late for the wedding. And she's like, oh, you know, all these things always start late. And then he's like, yeah, because they're waiting for you. And the audience just goes crazy. But I just so wish, yeah, I just so wish that they got the actual, you know, audience laughter and it's just a long silent pause and then one person just coughs awkwardly <laughs> that would I be... might have been a little like huh yeah just like some like the janitor off to the side just like oh yeah I get it <laughs> I get jokes yeah no I think there's something there maybe that can be uh, part of our insane ramblings in colour that we never do <laughs> there's no reason why we shouldn't just suggest a million things yeah maybe if uh, I chuck enough ideas out there someone can uh, make them all for me yeah <laughs> alright so uh, thanks everyone for listening and uh, we'll hopefully have another episode for you in the next couple of weeks but yes thanks for sticking around and hopefully I don't have to you know MacGyver another podcast set up together <laughs> yes that's the only way that I can get involved <laughs> and uh, feel free to email us podcast at insaneramblings.net or me ben at insaneramblings.net and uh, you can reach me at vicky at insaneramblings.net. 
or go onto iTunes and rate and review us. Give us five stars because, you know, we're worth it. And uh, that really helps, you know, get more listeners. And basically, with more listeners, we'll actually feel like putting out an episode every so often. <laughs> yep, I hope you enjoy this one and see you soon. And before Vicky dies, away sea boat. Away sea boat. Sing ramblings.